Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. <clears throat> then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a well-known law in mathematics that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. But you know, in real life, it's another truth that's even more true. The longest distance between two points is a shortcut. Knows the men didn't smile as much as the women. We've all been through this. Someone tells us a better way of getting there, a shortcut. And you know, and I know, that often shortcuts are longer than the regular route. They're involved in nothing but difficulty. The shortcut usually means we take more time getting there. And besides the fact, everyone knows that you'll have no trouble finding it. But I do. I also find the same thing with saving money. Used to get these telemarketers a decade or so ago when they were still doing it. And they'd be very irritated with me and said, don't you want to save money? And I said, I can't afford to save money. They said, what do you mean? I said, I'll save money, but in six months I will forget that I did this and you're going to boost the prices that's going to cost me more. <laughs> One had the honesty to say, oh, you caught on, didn't you? Shortcuts. Almost irresistible but often they prove to be the long way around. It's even more true 
with moral shortcuts. We are easily tempted to what we call fudge a little, a little white lie, clever deception, casual adultery. They're appealing, appealing shortcuts, but they land us in deep trouble. There are no shortcut routes to righteousness. Jesus said, narrow is the way to righteousness. Today's reading from the Gospel of Matthew offered Jesus alternate routes to accomplish his work. And I believe that the temptations that Satan offered must be understood as shortcuts to messiahship. Otherwise, they sound very silly. No one, least of all Satan, would expect Jesus to fall for such idiotic ideas as changing stones to bread, or jumping down from the temple top, or falling down to worship the devil. But if we look at these temptations as a shortcut to messiahship, a shortcut to what Jesus came to do, that's an entirely different matter. Let's look at the temptations in this basis. The first temptation came as the idea of feeding humanity, taking care of human needs. Now, after 40 days of fasting, Jesus certainly was aware of the power of hungry, the urgent demands of the body. So Satan offered him, as he began his ministry, to look upon the way to deal with people. Use your power to give them what they want. It's like making bread out of stone. Now, this temptation is quite subtle. There are many who think that the answer to human problems is to satisfy material needs. A couple decades ago, we were aware that the communist world believed that all that humans need was food and housing and clothing and entertainment, and they'd be satisfied with that. So there'd be no problem with uprising. And today, we still do this. We often seek the ideal in every problem if we'd only raise the standard of living and everyone would be satisfied. We hear politicians still offering us a chicken in every pot, two, two cars in every garage. But Jesus met this temptation head-on by quoting from Scripture, saying, One does not live by bread alone. Life is more than material things. Jesus, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, says, Life is more than food or drink or clothing. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to it. It's like one person once said, if what you have doesn't make you happy, what makes you think of having more of it is going to make you any happier? 
Now, this does not mean that Jesus was opposed to, opposed to alleviating poverty and hunger. He did feed the hungry. He did heal the bodies of the afflicted. And the church must follow his example. But the temptation that Jesus faced here was to do this instead of fulfilling his name, Jesus, Savior, and to fulfill the name Jesus as Savior, it meant the cross. Second temptation is equally subtle. It says, jump off the temple and prove that God is on your side. People will flock to you and listen to your teachings. And here again, the devil really knows human beings. We are all impressed by the spectacular. And when religion is added to the spectacular display, you have a powerful instrument for manipulating people. Just look at the razzle-dazzle TV evangelist, the miraculous healer, the well-advertised guru, be it religious or political, and they have followers in every age. Jesus could easily have fitted this pattern. His miracles did bring many people flocking to him. One can only imagine the effect he must would have had on the people if he had come floating down from the top of the temple into the temple courtyard. Here again, he fed the crowds because they were in need not to gain the following. In the Gospel of John, we are told after feeding the multitudes, Jesus fled into the wilderness and hid because people wanted to make him king. Again, Jesus put his finger on the weakness of this temptation. Such use of power involves tempting God. It treats human beings as mere instruments to be played upon and used and directs our thoughts to the display and not to God. It is to this shortcut that Jesus said no. Here again. Jesus healed out of individual human need. But again, Jesus said no to this shortcut, fulfilled his name, Savior, and went to the cross. The third temptation is a sharp one. Here, the devil put the emphasis upon power and might. But that's how the kingdoms of the world flourish. People use the pressure of money and the compulsion of force to get others to do their will. No wonder Satan calls this falling down and worshiping him, for these are Satan's techniques. Look what he did to Eve in the garden. What would happen if she ate the fruit? You would be like God. This was the temptation, not the fruit. That was the means to it. If you do this, you will be your own boss. You can do your own thing. No one is going to control you. <laughs> a student came to me in my office when I was teaching down at Grandview in Des Moines, very disgusted, saying, I'm dropping out of school. I said, why? She said, I am so sick and tired of people telling me what to do. 
Well, fine, I said, what do you plan to do? She said, I'm going to join the army. I said, I'd, I'd, I'd think about that before you make that step. The temptation was I can get away from orders by doing my thing, but in this case and in others, it requires more of what we don't like. Jesus rejects this temptation. It's a recurring one. We are slow. We are hard to convince. Why not use a little force, a little coercion from time to time? Jesus was tempted even in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was arrested by saying, don't you think that I could call upon God and he had sent 12 legions of angels to defend me? Once again, it's God's way, the way of love. And it's only by love's compulsion that we can truly change a person, not by force, not by coercion, but by love. We can't really appreciate Jesus' no to Satan until we remember what he chose instead of the shortcut. He chose the way of the cross. He chose the way of being Savior. But he also said in our reading a couple of weeks ago, if you want to follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. His rejection of the temptations meant that he must walk the way to Calvary, to suffering, to death, to resurrection. And this is the alternative to shortcuts. Satan ways are easier, but they don't accomplish what God's people set out to do. But we are called to follow him, to reject the easy way, to accept his way, the narrow road, the hard road, no shortcuts to God's love, for God's love did not have a shortcut, came directly to us through Jesus. But remember, he walks with us on our journey. He will not leave us alone. So now, prepare to come and receive food for the journey. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by His love.